Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recapic Podcast. Boom. We are here with the Recapic Podcast. I like your boom. I know. I just threw that in. I'm pumped up. I just listened to the intro. I love that intro. Super jacked with it. Uh, I am face. Trevor Brown. I'm T. Brown. Brown. They call me T. Brown. T. Brown. And you are? I'm Jody Sally. They just call me Jody. Hmm. I have two girls' names, and so they're like, <laughs> you have two girls' names. But you put the little heart over your eye I on do. both of them, which I think is yeah. very unless masculine. I'm, unless I'm like trying to be tough, and then I put crossbow, like skull and crossbones. Mm. Wow. And that's a lot of this. really good art. My name, like if I went to prison, that would suck. Yeah. My name's oh. Jody Sally. And then that's just like, that's it. Let's get him, get a shiv, yeah. and you're dead. No, I think he'd make it. I think you'd last a long time. Yeah, in prison? I think you'd yeah, think think be passed dead. around. Yeah, they yeah. would. They wouldn't kill you, bud. No, like they, you'd, uh, you'd make them all feel good. I don't yeah. want to be they'd a shiv man. You, but it wouldn't be with a yeah. A, a guy like me in prison, I'd have to kill somebody right off the bat. Right in away. a like, I'd have to chew out their throat. Yeah. No, no, don't, 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 don't mess with the little guy. He's got two girls. I'm like, don't chew your throat out. That's a good point. They call me the piranha. So we are in the we are actually in the midst of what we call a bonus podcast, a bonus episode. We all love bonus. Yeah. And that is because we are going to double up on our recordings today because we had such a great guest mm. on the last one, Mr. Tony Ferguson from Idaho Select Insurance. Oh. He crushed it on the last episode, which I think everyone will probably agree at this point. We He's probably good. gained... Two million followers At to our least. already seven or eight million followers we have. There's a lot. So million. I would imagine he's going to be responsible for a couple more million just off of that one episode. So we decided to bring him on to another episode because mm-hmm. I think it is a huge, huge uh, a, a tie in a transition to what he said, which is basically the culture of the sale, which basically I think is something interesting where. You know, we talk about culture of companies, but how about the culture of each sale or the relationship and what you're doing uh, with your people? It's like little nuggets of culture. Culture's mm-hmm. huge. It's I'm huge. a monster culture yep. nerd because culture culture creates your brand. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. so let me throw this at you. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. What is your brand? What is the brand of Tony Ferguson at Idaho Select? What is that? What's it, my brand? Yeah. What's your brand? It's a hard question. Yeah. Really it, this hard. is so I've I've met with tons of, of of different business owners. If trying to articulate that in a I, I would call it a bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. What is the bumper sticker of what you do, right? But what is the culture? They're related, but what is it? It's a tough question. The culture that I set for myself is it's my business to know your business. Ooh. Wow. Put that shit and on a bumper on a sticker bumper, I, or a t-shirt. I would wear it. Yeah. It's my business to know Speedo. your business. So the only way I can really truly protect people and their belongings is to really know and understand what they need. And the only way to do that is to know their business. Boom. That's exactly right, that's the end of the, this podcast. All Thanks right. for joining us. Seven minutes, seven <laughs> oh, minutes in, and I think we're. I don't even think that. Yeah, but it, it, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you bring the exclamation point because I think you need to lead this episode because I think Bow. it's really really good. You've got some powerful stuff, but it, in the same token with mine is is i think probably my my bumper sticker is to be be direct mm-hmm. to a point that i make you tell me the truth and that's what i i you know when i'm direct with somebody you know it gets them fired up sometimes it doesn't hit them right but it's funny how quickly we get to really what the truth is like you know when you kind of i think when you pussyfoot around stuff and you're talking all the it's, the quote-unquote sales shit it's where, a waste of where time it, it's people just see yeah there's like a people dan- can see right through there's it. like a dance that people think we're supposed to do as salespeople, and yeah. it's just fucking stupid so what i do is i literally come at it from a standpoint of like hey we're gonna just let me get right down to it this is what i do don't bullshit me i know what this is what you're looking for and we get right to it so the culture of what i do is basically i think i'm my culture is a little more aggressive where i come right at somebody i'm like hey let's get right down to what you need Mm -hmm. and let me tell you because there is times i tell people i can't help them and i'm sure there is with you too i mean there's times where you're like dude you're fucked this is a bad situation right (laughs) well this is the deal right i look at stuff and i and i try to tell people sure i can match coverages and either i can save you money or i can't save you money so depending on how you look at that scenario can be good and bad right so when people bring me their policies and i look at it and let's say for their home and auto for the year they're paying two grand 
and I quote it and I come up with my carriers and I look at everything and I'm like, mm, you know, I can, I can get like down to 2,200, but the good news is, is you're in a really good spot right now. You know, you're not wasting money for the insurances that you currently have. That's right. what I can tell you. And people get upset with that. And I said, no, 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 no. You should get upset if you come in and you're paying yeah. four grand for insurance. <laughs> yeah. And I go, um, I got some really good news for you. I can save you two grand on your policies. I can, everything you have here, I can match up for two grand. You're paying $2,000 too much a year. And people get excited. I'm like, no, don't be excited. You're an idiot. You've been getting you've been screwed. Paid, you've been loyal for how long of getting screwed out of two grand every year for unnecessary reasons. Again, like, they don't right? know. So it just looks at how you look at that scenario. Realistically, right. when I tell you you can't save money and I just shopped you with eight different carriers, you should be like, okay, great. I'm that's in a good awesome. spot. Yeah, that's right. awesome, right? So to me, I can never fail. I can either tell you you're in a good spot or I can save you a lot of money and I'm a hero or I can say you're in a good spot and I'm a hero. So either way, I'm always setting myself up to feel good. Well, like, and, and, and you build a, credibility too. Yes, because I'll educate them because and make sure they the got thing. good coverages. If, if I'm looking at pick an insurance carrier... Safeco. Right. Let's just... Safeco. Well, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say um, American Family. Okay. So, so a big one, right? Yeah. So one of the bigger ones. A captive. Yes. Captive. Right? A captive. Yeah. So I know like insurance. That. So I that's terms. it. Right? That's, that's all I'm shopping. Mm -hmm. When you come to the table and you say, hey, look, these rates are really, really good. This coverage is really, really good. I shopped eight other ones. Right. And this one is good. You're in a really, really good spot. Yeah. Right? You build credibility because you shopped eight yeah. and you did it on my behalf. That's a, that's a win, yes. right? Let me just stop sure. and do a little ad here for uh, Idaho Select Insurance. <laughs> I am going to tell you for a fact, this is because I get pissed off when people do things the wrong way, and they're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> if you are dealing with a captive agent, right. you're fucking up, and people do it all the time, right? Yeah. Well, if you like, don't know what a captive agent is, let's just say American Family, right. State Farm, mm -hmm. Farmers, Farm Bureau, right. those all state. Those are good examples they of a captive no company. They have no options. So, so if you're listening to this and you're with those people, let me be clear about something. They don't have all the fucking channels. Okay, they have NBC. That's all they have. They or have they a lot have of money ABC. to market. That's all they have. Right. So let's just say you're sitting home one night and you're watching TV and you only get to choose from the shows that are on channel two. Okay, or channel Boring. seven. Okay, that's what your agent has if you're currently doing business <laughs> with those people. Now, and you go to Idaho Select Insurance and you call Tony Ferguson or Jason Swan, right. and you get hooked up with them. They've got the whole fucking internet. We sling, yeah. <laughs> They're slingers. We're slingers. slingers. They can go to all the different channels and they can find all the different things and they can tell you all the different shows that are on right. and they can find a show that fits what you want. And if there's anybody out there that's not with an independent agent, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, honestly. They don't know. A lot of them don't know it's we context. exist. They don't know. A lot know. of people don't know it's we like exist. There's That's an, the crazy like, thing. Go to, yeah. an go to an I want you to go to either select insurance, but if nothing else, just go to a fucking independent agent because yeah. if you're going to a captive person, they're only quoting out on one channel. It's right. just stupid. Well, what, here's the thing. What do you have to lose? <clears throat> right. Right? So, right. so and, and I'll be I'll totally be transparent, right? I'm with American Family. Sure. I signed up for American Family. A lot Family. of people are. Because, but here's the funny thing. I was with USAA. Yeah. They were great. I left USAA over one little tiny thing. Actually, well, two. The other one was I had a buddy of mine that was trying to build his book, and he said, hey, can you do me a favor, and can I present this stuff to you, and yada, yada, yada. Sure. And he presented it, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm honestly, I don't know the difference on all this stuff, and what you're saying sounds great, and it's kind of a push in terms of rates, and if I can help you, because you're my buddy, I'm going to help you. The one thing I left USAA over, and I they called and asked me about it, is that they, they gave <laughs> the value of a vehicle was original purchase price minus X years of depreciation, right. and I have a classic Mustang, and I'm Ooh. like, okay, give me a different option, and they were like, well, and at the time, they were idiots and didn't do it right. Right. Oh, so yeah. then they contracted out with American collectors and it was better. But sure. So I basically got screwed on a basically an algorithm oh, you of need the other oh, C cable. Oh, you got the wrong cable, Brown. Oh, he's I, I breaking it. it. And oh, he oh, completely it's not, ruined it. It's not very good? No. He's a big deal. Anyway. Is it dying? What's it at? It's a 15. 15. You got I, plenty. I, I got one in my car. You got plenty. Grab. You got plenty. 
Anyway, so I ended up having a vehicle totaled because they said the value was X. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't buy that vehicle in in Idaho for that. You can a four wheel drive truck in a different region sells for a different price. For sure. It's, that's the market. You guys are giving me a blanket policy on all this stuff. This is stupid. Yeah. So I that was one of the reasons that I switched. Sure. But you know, for me, it was again, it was a, a relationship deal. But I'm kind of a nerd. I still get into a lot of stuff. But to get me to go, and I've talked to Swanee about this a whole bunch mm-hmm. of times, and he's been great on the sale because he's he never ever pushes on it. Give me your information, and we'll check it. Yeah. And the ball's totally in my court. Yeah. But here's the thing: I don't have any pain. Yeah. Because what I've got right now, I'm not smart enough to know. It. it, it right. Right, and you're comfortable paying what you're paying, it's, so that's it, fine. It is what it. I've got yeah. other other fires that I have to put out that are bigger fires. But that's the whole thing with me. It's like, hey, I don't, I don't know if I can help you if I, right. if I can. You know, I don't know that. But, but it's not going to hurt can, for you to check. Exactly. Right? It exactly. doesn't hurt for you to check. It's no. let me put do the work, and then I'll let you know if I can help you or not. I'm not going to say I can, but it's not going to hurt for you to check either. And so to me, there's no pressure. Right. I just want to help people. I want to make sure they understand their coverages and they got adequate coverages. And then just make sure you're paying the right premium for the coverages you need. That's well, and all it's, there is to it's it. It's the so I always talk about the culture of having your guy or gal, yeah. right? You're gonna have your guy that's your insurance guy. You're gonna have your gal that's your uh, for our ladies in the audience, right? That's your nail gal. Mm-hmm. Or your or your your haircut gal, yeah, yeah. and you develop that relationship. That's you're always going to have that. Those it's little not about price. <laughs> no, it isn't about mm-hmm. price. It, it's about having that relationship and knowing, like when you create that culture of having that relationship and that connection. But it's always it's always going to default down to whether or not you can have a connection. So, like a doctor, for example, you go into a doctor because you've got a shoulder issue, and you don't know if that doctor is good. Or if that doctor is bad because you don't have the context. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's just okay. Just, yeah, guess who okay. just got reinstated? Yep. Hey. Right. Which is, you know, again, brilliant, brilliant commercial. <laughs> Amazing. Because marketing. it highlights that idea of, hey, okay is not okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want I want somebody good. But the reality yeah. is I don't have the context to know if you're good or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you My come insurance in, insurance agents okay. Just if okay. you come in and you are cold and you do not, and this is the big word of the podcast for me, if you don't respect me, if you don't respect my time, if you don't respect my ignorance, if you don't respect that stuff, it's a big deal. If you do respect it, it's a really big deal. Right. Right. I don't know whether or not you're good, but if you make me feel good and this was something that i said at the beginning of the podcast off of the podcast was people aren't they're not going to remember all the things that you said and frankly they're not going to remember how great you were in the or in the the operating room or, or how great you were over the phone or how great you were on the job site what they are going to remember is how you made them feel right mm. and and if you guys i think are more they're they're simple when it comes to this right it, it's it's more guttural we yeah, don't, we don't yeah. put a lot of, of thought into this. And I make an analogy a lot. Guys, it's like playing a trumpet, right? It's one note at a time. It's pretty simple. Women are like playing a grand piano. Mm-hmm. That Are we making this sexual? No, we're not making it sexual. Oh, okay. I'm no. sorry. I thought... um, but if you do touch the right keys, yes. you get some great chords. I know. Yeah. So just it's complicated. Be careful. A lot of you don't want to play yeah, dissonant keys. keys. They're bad news. I'm more like a trombone. But women... You, if you go look at all of the marketing stuff of how much money women control within the household, and you look at all the startup companies of how many women are starting companies, you go do the research on all that stuff. And again, to Ferg's thing earlier, it's numbers. You go look at that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you treat somebody poorly, specifically women, man, that's bad. Dude, try being in my, I'm in the building industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that you're like in a male dominated industry, but guess who makes that decision on the house and the things that are being done mm-hmm. in that well, house? Who, when they you call have to. a husband and wife, they're going to shop their insurance rates. Who calls me to get their insurance rates shopped? Yeah. It's the wife. Right. 80% of the time. Yeah. You know, so I, I have if to you're not aware of that and you're connect with them. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I have to connect with women. You're playing the wrong keys. All the time. You're playing the wrong keys, <laughs> yeah. bro. Maybe yeah. the wrong instrument. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's an oboe, brother. I, Other end. Other end. I literally sell a product where we make concrete houses, which are it sounds very mas- masculine and manly, right? We're making this big, 
you know, hurricane proof, earthquake proof, you know, bullet the world proof house, right? And you wouldn't know. I sell my house. I'm not shitting you. And I just, like I said, just came back from Phoenix this week talking to a bunch of people about it. We sell a lot to the wife about the feel of how comfortable the house is and how quiet it is and how, how comfortable you feel, the, the experience of living in the house. Mm. The guy wants to know what the price is. The guy yeah. wants to know, like, can I drive a car? How solid to it? is it? Like, yeah. yeah, like, what can we do to it? What you happens? Know, like, if a hurricane if hits. If Godzilla it, is real, the and wife Godzilla wants come. to know, like, are the floors warm? Yeah. Is it going to keep me warm inside? Is it is it going to be quiet when I sleep? Like, there, there's a whole different feel, feel right? You have to kind of know. You have to know the culture of that sale. And every sale mm-hmm. could be different. And I think that's why, like, in this episode, I said Jody's got the lead on this because I don't know any industry probably that you need to understand your client better mm-hmm. than being in advertising. Like to be in advertising and marketing, like what you have to be able to figure out is like, okay, I'm to me, this is crazy because like you literally are taking someone else's everything everything yeah. and saying i'm going to go promote this for you and tell everyone about right. it's like you coming to me and say uh, i'm going to go tell everyone how great your child is <laughs> you don't know my child right. i gave birth to this child right. this child is my child this i made this child well, and, how and now you develop- you're going to go out and tell everyone yeah. how great my child is so like you have to be able to you know put your, immerse, immerse yourself into their culture of what they are trying to do in their company right. to then be able to go promote the company. Right. I mean, that's what you do. Well, and it's, it is, it's understanding people in your audiences, right? Right. If you're not talking to the right audience, yeah. you are wasting your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you look at, you look at marketing right now, anyway, there's so many channels of how things are working. Right, you've got all the traditional, you've got all the digital, and and how you can measure all that stuff. It's one of the reasons, frankly, that podcasts are so popular. Is all of my metrics are right there. One, there, yeah, yeah you there, know. there isn't any like, well, mer-. there isn't any sales to it. It's purely numbers. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's funny working with different clients. We call it a discovery, right? So you come in and. We might be talking to you about a business plan. We might be talking to you about PR. It could be anything, right? But one of the big things is we have to do a discovery to figure out what it is that you do. What are, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are all those intricacies that make you who you are? And how do I differentiate? So I'll, I'll pick apart um, Budweiser, Bud Light. Bud Light in the Super Bowl talked about the idea of the fact they don't have corn syrup. Okay, that's a differentiation of your product versus Miller Lite and versus Coors Light. Great. That's your differentiator? Yeah. You guys yeah. just spent a shit ton of money in the Super Bowl differentiating. Does the Bud Light customer give a shit, really? If there's corn syrup. Has that ever been a conversation no. at a bar you've been at? You guys think there's corn syrup in this? Hey, what can I get you? Uh, give me a uh, Bud Light. Hold on. Hold on. Can you hold the corn syrup in that? It's a really Which interesting. Which one has corn syrup? It's a really interesting thought. So, like, good move, bad move. Somebody thought of, that was the culture the of the company. There's a lot of super smart people in the room talking about that. Now, is it an issue that's hot right now? Eh, yeah, maybe. Is it something that's going to be a big deal two years from now? Maybe. Whereas Budweiser, they position themselves about the climate type things, right? We're, we're, um, we're responsible and we have wind power generating all of our stuff. Big deal? Not a big deal? It's kind of an interesting thing. But again, no, is, that, yeah. is that part of your brand? Did those, did those customers, do they really care? Or are you really planting seeds on the very front end of this, hoping that this will become a big enough issue down the road that, yeah. And well, we were, I think and, that and we there, were here. there's two different reasons for it. One, there's going to be customers that, like you say, just don't give a shit at, that right. you have powered by wind and solar, whatever. Right. But the people that do care about it, all of a sudden that's going to catch their attention mm-hmm. and maybe persuade them to come over. Right. So there's going to be people that see that target. ad and go, yeah, I could give two shits about it. And then there's other people who are like, oh my God. I love them. Look how green they are. So here's you know, an interesting so that's thing. a different concept because there's a people you don't care about and the people that you do want to hit, they see it and they're like, oh, boom. So I'm going to wind this back around. So who's the target on that one? 
here's my thought on it. It wasn't, it wasn't your prime. I don't have to fight hard to get the guys that are already drinking Bud Light. Right, right. But look at the Super Bowl. Who's watching the Super Bowl? How many women are coming in to watch that Super Bowl? Right. Oh, a lot. That don't yeah. watch any other football game. Exactly. Yeah. So now you've now you you've got hit, an audi- a captive audience for one time and you've out hit, of the year. You've hit multiple different audiences that you that was and again, a lot of smart people in the room mm-hmm. that are talking about that. And you know what? I might I might have 50% of it right and 50% of it dead wrong. Right. And it, <laughs> that's but it's okay. Right? I think there there are women that are like, eh, hmm, I didn't know that. And hmm. all it does, again, all it does is generate a conversation. That maybe is that a differentiator that's going to make me choose Bud Light over Coors Light? Maybe, maybe not. But at the same time, Bud Light's in that conversation, and they started the conversation. And you can get into all kinds of different aspects of positioning and all kinds of different things within marketing. But mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. is what it is in terms of being in the conversation. No, I think it's yeah, it's. That's that's everything when you see, especially like you look at Super Bowl is a good example of understanding your people, right? Mm-hmm. There's no more pressure. <laughs> what right. do you know the numbers on what a 30 second ad is? Uh, millions. Okay. And here's the thing. That's just to run it. Right. That doesn't count your cost the of production it. and all that. Like So look at Bud Light did also the Game of Thrones time. Correct. Yeah. Right. Number one. Which boop. I totally got. Brilliant. Right, even idiots that don't watch it, right? They what, knew what, what that on. was all about. What do you mean, idiots that don't watch it? I was other idiots, not you. You're, uh, you guys are okay. different yeah, idiots. I don't, I don't watch I don't, Game of Thrones. Right, I don't either. But did you know who? Did you know who it was that like killed the poor Bud Light guy? No, the, the dragon, Bud, the Bud Knight. Oh, the Bud Knight. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. the mountain. Yeah, he destroyed him. Right. But pulling from pop culture to that, even people that didn't get that, that didn't know what that was, mm-hmm. there's enough people in the room that are dying laughing. And again, it generates a conversation. Now you've got a conversation that's got two hands. You got one that's about Bud Light. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> and then you got the other side of it where you're talking Game of Thrones. They're coming back in April, makes both of them irrelevant. And there you got a bunch of great cross promotion. But it makes like all the sense in the world. Like there's no more pressure than saying, okay, we're going to spend a bazillion dollars on this 30 second ad. Mm-hmm. You better know the culture of your customer and what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. If you're going to pr- like, it's one thing to throw shit against the wall and see if it sticks right. when it doesn't cost you anything. When you're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars, you better know what you're yeah. doing. And I mean, that's and all you, about reach, right? It, I've just insane. reached a gigantic audience. Right. But don't waste it. Like, right. don't waste it. I mean, that's the thing that I, it, it blows my mind is like, you know, you talk about people knowing, like, I think for me, when I put it in my, you know, everything you kind of look at in your own deal. So I have a product where we make concrete homes, right? We talk mm-hmm. about this on and off. But, like, I have a different sales pitch for somebody who lives in Northern California. So my Northern California people just lost, in the state of California in the last 18 months, they've lost 25,000 structures to fire. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, just wow. let them know it doesn't burn. I, t- I show them pictures of my houses that we've built in Paradise, California that are still standing and the people moved right back in after they opened up the roads again and their house is still there and all their stuff's still there and all their family photos are still there. That sells houses for me. Now, I take that same group and I go down to... Uh, you know, the Gulf of Texas and I, and I go down there and I show them what the houses that we did that withstood the hurricanes. And I go into the Midwest and I show them the houses that withstood tornadoes. And then I go to the East coast and I show them the other, you know, hurricanes and, you know, like you take, you have to know what you're selling Mm -hmm. and know to whom you're selling because everyone's a little bit different, right? Northern California, another thing other than, I mean, I don't side bar i don't know why you live in california because you got to worry about fires and earthquakes and all kinds of stuff but anyways we also sell them for earthquake structures because it, it's a higher seismic level than a, a stick frame structure so right. you have to know that right you've got to know you've got to really immerse yourself in your customers and know and know your customer so like you know we talk about a lot like especially the last episode we talked about with Ferg, we talked about the culture of how, like how he's growing his agency right. because he wants that culture to feel right. We have a culture in every one of our markets, you know, or every one of our, uh, you know, companies that we're working with mm-hmm. and, you know, whether it be advertising or insurance or building or whatever, we have to know what that is. And then mm-hmm. we have to know how to promote that to the people we're promoting it to. Sure. Period. Absolutely. Well, and it, it, I mean, 
it takes intentionality. You have to be able to to pay attention to what's going on around you, like what you're talking about. It's all geographic, right? Right. And the, the, for there's, me, yeah. yeah. There's, but for like what Ferg does for insurance, there's geography that's involved with it. Oh, absolutely. There's right. that's called you know protection classes. So there's some carriers that won't write in a PC eight, nine, or ten, which is you know something that's further than five miles away from a fire department and mm -hmm. response time. So if there's something that's going to happen to that cabin, if it's flooding or if it's on fire. It's more than likely going to be a, a catastrophic loss. So, right. you know, and so when I'm talking to my audience, I can't sit there and tell them how good, you know, a certain carrier is. And then they come over and tell me and say, well, I got a cabin that's in Crouch and it's a PCA. And then this whole carrier that I just explained to them won't even write it. Work out. And then they're going to be like, well, <laughs> I wanted a rate from the company you just told me was so awesome. And so you got to definitely know your audience and know what kind of products are going to be valid to them to even try and sell it. Tell us about, I want to get into the marketing side of it from mm -hmm. an advertising standpoint, because I think it's huge, like what you're doing. Like, how do you, Wait, well, no. how do you, well, how do you get in? Like, I mean, you literally, Joe Blow walks in the door to you mm -hmm. and you have to somehow, and you've done this in radio for, you know, let's go back a little bit into your background. How many years bit. in radio? I spent, hey, Jody, will you sell Idaho Select Insurance to everyone for me? Sure. You yeah, bet. Do it. You bet. Hey, how, everybody. how are you going to do that? I find out. I find number one, I find out what it is that you do, right? Who who's the audience that we're talking to? So if it's so radio is a pretty narrow focus, but so what's the most efficient audience that we're going to talk to? So obviously, I want a homeowner. I, I want, want yeah, I don't I want parents. I you don't. Know, they get they're they're stable. They're married. They've got a home and like yeah. two so autos there's and a maybe a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a demographic. So That's I, the I've established established that number one. I got to figure out who's the audience that I want to talk to that I want to get something in front of. And then I got to figure out what are those levers that, that make a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's, it might be price. It might mm -hmm. be, it might be the, the coverage. coverage yeah. it, I mean, it, there's for insurance specifically, those are going to be my two big ones, price and coverage. Mm -hmm. What am I getting? And so if I'm not a big advocate of, um, of utilizing fear, cause I think that's, it's a, it's short, it's quick and people figure it out. But I am a big advocate of, hey, if you don't know, spend a little time. Mm -hmm. Spend a little time. And, hey, it's it's there's no risk. So like the conversation that we were having earlier, there isn't any risk to me getting a second opinion. Yeah. Right? Because if I'm, if I'm in a good spot, great. I'm in a good spot. And somebody else that has been doing this a long time has confirmed that I'm in a good spot. Oh, yeah. And by the way, they checked that against not just one other carrier. They've checked it against... They actually shopped it. Yeah, they actually shopped it with eight other carriers. Yeah. So make an analogy to car shopping, right? I just checked it against all of the other brands. And I recognize, okay, these are the things that are important to me. This is the the selection that makes the most sense. Right. So I've, I've confirmed that. So um, the other side of it is, if you're a good spokesman, I want to utilize that. Because there's only one of you. Right. And if I can get you talking about what it is that you do, you sell you better than anybody else. There, I mean, it's true. Right. The other side of it is um, endorsements or testimonials. Now, I'm a big advocate of good testimonials. The, the downside of most testimonials is you'll go to somebody and say, hey, would you consider doing a testimonial for me? And they're like, yeah, that'd be great. Great. What are they going to talk about? So mm -hmm. typically what most people do is they write out their thoughts and then specifically for radio, they would try and recycle those thoughts from something that they wrote. The problem is when I'm storytelling, it's a different part of my brain from what I wrote over here. Yeah. That's a logical argument, right? When I get into something and I, like I get super nerdy, there are three elements of presenting something, right? So think of it like you're sitting on a ball. You got a pivot point. There is the straight up and down, and I'm talking about something, and I'm talking about the math of it. I'm talking about how to get from A to B, and you're going to want to go here, and da, 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 da. Then there's the other side of it where I, I kind of rock back a little bit, and it's a little bit informal. And we're kind of shooting the breeze, and I'm not really trying to sell you on anything, and the pace of my conversation slows down, and it's relaxed, right? Okay. Now, I lean forward. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm on the, the forward part of the ball. And I'm excited about something. The pace of my conversation speeds up. Sometimes my pitch will go up in terms of my intonation. And I'm excited. And it doesn't matter what it is. 
And you could be talking about anything. You could be talking about an Excel spreadsheet. And it's exciting. And people are like, I don't know why we're excited, but we're excited. Why are we? Why is he talking so fast? There's all these little things. And again, it's about understanding people and understanding communication and how all that stuff works within the context of what is the message that we're trying to, to get across. So for insurance, if I'm doing a testimonial, I sit down with somebody and I talk to them for an hour. And then I get past all of the bullshit and I get into the good stuff. Yeah. And what's interesting is if I set that expectation up front, it makes a huge difference. And I'd have a lot of sales guys that would come in and they'd be like, oh, this will only take 15 minutes. And I would want to punch them and be like, dude, you're setting this up to fail from the beginning. Don't set that expectation. Right. It's going to take an hour for me to get into the good stuff because there's things that you think that somebody thinks that, that other people want to hear. Yeah. And then there's the truth. Yeah. And the truth is something where they think of an example and it usually comes 45 minutes to an hour later. And they're like, actually, you know what? Here's the thing that I loved. Right. That Tony called me when he heard about blankety blank through such and such, and maybe saw something on Facebook and just called me to, to make sure I was good and blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's that, it's that personal connection. Those are the things where I want to, and again, it comes back around to, I am going to forget the things that you said. I'm going to forget the numbers that you quoted me. I'm going to forget things that, that, that you did, but I'm not going to forget the way that you made me feel. Yeah. Right. So I got to figure out what are those things that have been the successes of your other clients and how do I present that in a way that's consumable to my audience? So if it's radio, I might do it that way. If it's maybe a Facebook post, I might do it that way. If it's Instagram, there's ways to do it there. There's ways to do videos. And there's there's so many different ways to talk to whatever audience that you're trying to talk to. I have to find your truth. And I have to find what it is that makes you different from other people within the field, whatever service it is that you provide right. Right, or yeah, product. Yeah, yeah. And I got to figure out a way to, to leverage that stuff. But again, yeah. if I don't spend the time to figure out, number one, what it is that that you do and how you do it, what makes it different. And number two, what is it that your customers say? What is it that your clients say when they're bragging on you? What do they say? Mm-hmm. Cause it may be a little bit different than what you think for sure. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So, you know, for Trevor, when he talks about how passionate he is, one of the things I love about the way he presents things, there is an underlying respect that there's a lot of people that don't get it. You're respecting me by not bullshitting me. You're very, very direct, and I may not like it, but it's the truth. And it's the truth with no frosting of sales, right? You're not trying to sell me. You're educating me on why your product is a superior product. Well, yeah, but is it five times more expensive? No, actually, it's not. It's the same price as doing pretty much a stick bill house, right? right? If you educate me that and educate me to the, to the details of that, the idea of concept closure is a thousand times more powerful than you pounding the shit out of an idea into my head. Let me come up with the conclusion that, huh. And you guys have all worked for a boss that you know he's that boss that if it's his idea, it's brilliant. Oh. If it's somebody else's idea, right? Yeah. Everybody has an element of that within their psyche. It's figuring out how can you set up all these things knowing that when you go dot to dot to dot, you end up with X and X is the, is the answer. When you find X, it's brilliant. If I tell you X is X, it it's just doesn't carry the weight. Yep. Anyway, so that's what I would do. Okay. I got to figure out your truth. I got to figure out how who it is that that carries the most weight with, right? I, I like how you said that Like the impression I think that I'm giving my clients mm-hmm. is not actually the impression that they have of me. Right. right. The way they look at me through their eyes versus the way I think they look at me right. can be totally different. And everybody's yeah. aspirational, right? Yeah. Everybody thinks that they, they, they are such and such. Yeah. And and sometimes you are playing to that. Mm-hmm. And and it's some people get really kind of persnickety about the you you manipulated me. Now it's just human behavior. And I'm presenting you with things and a smart marketer knows where this is gonna go. And put you on a path to figure it out. They know you're they know you're smart. You'll figure it out. It's not manipulation. It's just understanding human behavior. You're smart. You will figure it out. And again, if you're a douchebag, oh. you're smart. 
and you'll figure it out. Sometimes you'll figure it out the hard way. <clears throat> and then sometimes something will hit him. Yeah, something yeah. hits you. Yeah. And people will definitely figure that out too. Yeah. Yep. And again, if you're a douchebag, everything and with with the interwebs, everything's a small town. Oh yeah. Yep. For sure. So what you what you what you sow, you do reap. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's and that's the biggest thing. Like people, we you know we you know every everybody puts it in their own deal. Mine is the building industry, and I look at builders that they know they're not building the best shit out there, right? I talk to guys all the time who will straight up tell me, like, right to my face. But what's like, the yeah. penalty for not? Nope. They, There's everything no sells. penalty. Everything that's, sells. That's the problem. Right now in this market, everything no. sells. Okay, it's not 2008. Everything sells right now. Right. And so these guys are just literally running fucking willy-nilly out there doing whatever they want to do. And their thing is like, yeah, but they don't know. And, you know, it goes back. This is a little quick little story of like man not quick but anyway story you don't tell, that, quick, uh, stories. I don't tell quick stories and uh <laughs> but we had a situation when i had a uh at a, a door and window showroom and mm-hmm. and and uh and company and we basically had a guy come in who was a local builder and i told him i'm like you know you need to do better door hardware like you're building in a at that point he was building in a three hundred thousand dollar price point. I'm like, at that price point, you should be using like a Baldwin type hardware or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, mm. and I go, you know, I go, just it's just what they, you know, what they should be. I go, because the lower stuff that you're using is that is being used in the cheapest of the cheap homes. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um he goes, You know what? And he kind of gives me the little wink and the nudge. <laughs> and he's like, he goes, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean the the homeowners don't know the difference. No, they don't. Do and I literally, again, another one of those pinnacle moments. I, I literally can put my finger on that as one of the moments in my life where I changed what I did in my life mm-hmm. and, and in sales and in business. He caused me to just stop and like record scratch, time stop <laughs> for a minute. And I literally said, you know what, fuck face? You're you supposed that? to know. I think I did, maybe. Uh, like, I, I was like, you know, I go, here's the fucking thing. I, I got mad. I mean, I was legitimately mad. I still remember. I'm not going to say his name just in case. But, they, like, I go, you're supposed to know the difference. And you're an asshole for not doing that. I that's said, respect, yeah, yeah. man. Somebody hired you to be the expert on building yeah. them a home. And <clears> you <throat> just fucking looked at me and said, eh, yeah. they don't know the difference. It's no different, and I use this analogy a lot in my trainings now. Uh, you know, I'm a spinoff of that story, but like, basically, it's like fucking hiring someone to be your heart surgeon. Do you want your heart surgeon to be like, eh, fucking he eh. doesn't know the difference? Yeah, I'm gonna use the cheaper valve when I do his heart surgery. He doesn't know the difference. I got a chicken valve and I got a pig yeah, valve. I'm gonna use the chicken on you. this guy. You are paid to know the difference. Like the fact that you're putting in cheaper shit into a house because they don't quote unquote know the difference. You're a fucking asshole. So, so that fact that you, what you learn about them and what you're talking about, learning what that person does, and Ferg has to learn what that person needs to ensure and what's important to them and right. what they have. Like the fact, like, fuck, we could all do that. Like, for you could write a policy and be like, dude, I can save you two hundred dollars a month. I sell garbage all day long. I can sell the garbage all day. Guess what? You don't need that. You know what? Yeah. Hey, hey. Now, granted, if you get in a fucking wreck and your kid does this shit. It's not going to be covered, right. and, and they're going to fight the, you on it. You end up being the bad guy. Yeah. Right. But if you want to be the douchebag, you could be like, hey, we'll save you money. We'll just say that your 14-year-old or your 16-year-old doesn't drive your car. Right. Even though we know you're, he drives the car all the time. Yeah. Right? You have the ability to do that, but you know your customers, and you have to make that choice. Right. You have the same decision to make when you're like, you know, yeah, I can save you a little money on the marketing and stuff, but w- you know that it's not going to get to the people it needs to get to. Right? right. Like they they want to run an ad that's cheaper on XYZ well, station. They, they do that and you're all like, the time. You're like, like, hey, I got, I told we could run like ten more ads on KBOI than we could run on. On uh, you know whatever mix one hundred and six. I had well, your clientele is mix one hundred and six. Yeah, I had people that would do that, and they would run it. No one like, is buying your shit on got, this station. Yeah, we got all these spots on this blah 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 blah, and I was like, man, but where are they running? You're I'm talking to crickets, to man. People. Yeah, like I'm not mm-hmm. selling to those people. So, but it's it, cheaper. Yeah, I got I got twice as many. Mm-hmm. It goes back, and again, just keep looping it back. The culture of the sale. The culture right. of that fucking relationship you have is very similar to a culture that we see in any kind of, you know, in any kind of, in, in a job or anything else or a relationship that you have outside of business. Right. You 
are responsible for that feeling that you're giving those right. people, right? And you're responsible for what you're doing and what your actions are in that relationship. And and if you don't look at that, just like that douchebag that was in my office, who I, by the way, never did fucking business with again, I walked his ass out the door and said, I don't want to do business with you and I never will do business with you again. And that's rare. I don't think most people do that. Period. I think most people will be like, oh, I don't really like that. I don't give a Fuck. I literally walked him out the door. I can, I mean, I can see it like just clear as day right now in my head and walked him out the door and said, we're done. And, and I mean, we could tell the story of my brother here and he'd laugh his ass off because we both were sitting there when it happened and we laughed and high fived when he left. But we like, you have to have that moment in your life and, and whoever's listening to this, you have to have that moment in your life where you make a decision to have the right culture in what you're doing. Let's do whatever the right you're thing, selling, man. whatever you're whatever you're doing, you're gonna have a decision to make where you can right. write the wrong policy, where you could sell the wrong fucking advertising, where you could fucking right. sell the wrong product to a builder. You have to be bigger than that. And that's the only way we're going to make this thing change is if, if everyone kind of makes that decision. If you're on the own. other end of it, yeah. if the shoe's on the other foot, how do you feel? If you know that... Hypocrisy that, is a bitch. And dude, that's what everybody wants to do. They, they literally don't want it done to them. Yeah. And we live in a... Regionally speaking, geographically, we live in an area where there's a lot of uh, certain people slash religion that do a lot of hypocritic hypocratic things mm-hmm. where they they want to make sure they're getting the most of every dollar but they want to screw the other person out of as much money as they can <laughs> and you have to make sure that you are not that person because yeah. if you you literally have to and I'm not going back to Jody you're the religious one in the group so I I'll am. leave it to that but there's <laughs> I'm sure there's a religious statement about the uh, treat people how you want to be but treated right but there's just right? timeless wisdom just I mean, there, there be an really asshole. is. That's Respect my people, statement. man. Respect people. That really, mm. if, if you were to boil everything down to one idea, <laughs> it is respect them and, and treat them treat them as you would treat yourself. I mean, it's as silly as it sounds, not to get super religious. You love your brother. When you love people, yeah. when you do things for people, like that stuff comes back. I promise you it does. It, People it really, think they, really they, they does. think it doesn't. They think when Ferg, when you let somebody go and you tell them that you can't get them as good a deal, because it happens, right? Oh, sure. You can't beat every no. fucking quote that comes in. Oh. But when you walk someone away and you say, you know what? This is actually a better deal if you stay with the person you're with. Yeah. I mm-hmm. want you as my customer, but I can't beat this. This is actually a good deal and your agent's doing a good job. Yep. That comes back to you, man. Oh, for sure. I promise you that comes back. And to I never you. worry about that. Yep. You know, I'm just going to be straight up honest. And that's that's the best thing you can do. That's the culture you create for within sure. your company yeah. where I don't think the majority of people create that culture. They're going to twist that in a way that makes it sound like. And I try to do it well, with if mine. They I'm set in up an industry a strug- where people if they, do it. The, this is the problem is, is people set up a struggling business. And when you set up a struggling business, one thing that mm-hmm. Jody said earlier is you're always chasing lies, right? If you're always chasing lies or you're always trying to get that sale because you have to have it, right. you're screwed because you're going to start saying stuff. You're going to start making up stuff that's going to make it sound like a better deal than what it really is. So if I have to sit there and lie about a product right. that I'm preaching to people to get them to buy because I have to have that next dollar in my pocket so I can eat because I have a struggling business then my clients are fucked right? because I'm not selling the best thing to worry about them. I'm selling to worry about me. Yeah. And that's a big problem. So what I do is make sure that my business isn't struggling and make sure that when I do present something to them, it's in their best interest and not mine. And if you can see that and you can and BS your way through it, like you say, clients will see it. They'll understand it. They're like, no, dude, I don't, I'm not buying this story. Like, you're not telling me the you, truth. I can see right through what you you're You know who's me. the worst of that? And you can, and, and to this day, I promise you, if you guys get in your car tomorrow and go to a cell phone store, you will see exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Those motherfuckers will sell you whatever they're getting the biggest spiff on. Sure. <laughs> will you yeah. ask them what the best phone is? It's whatever they're getting paid the most for. Yeah. Every time. And I know a lot of guys who have sold cell phones, and that is probably the worst industry. Well, car the car industry used to be car, that way. Car, But too. here's the thing. I'll give the car industry a lot of credit. There's a lot of guys out there that have shifted that. But I'd love to say it's an altruistic thing. I don't think it is. No. I think that the market has forced that. Dude, the internet in the last 20 years has radically changed that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You go into a car dealership, yeah. if you've done your research, 
most of the time you're you going to know as much or more about more that car than the sales guy, yeah. the sales guy yeah. right? Yeah. But, but like, when you do find a sales guy that does know his stuff, because, and again, like what Ferg was talking about earlier, when you're passionate, I could say Subaru, for example, when you're a passionate Subaru nerd bot and somebody comes in and they start talking to you about stuff and you know your stuff, you're building credibility. And again, mm -hmm. you're, yeah. you're building all of these good things and you're going to tell that customer, Hey, look, here are the awesome things about a Subaru blank, 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 blank. Here are the things that this car might beat you in. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's compare it to maybe a Hyundai, right? Mm -hmm. There's certain things where take it easy on Hyundai. I love Hyundai. Okay. Hyundai's done a, no, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. honestly though, what's, whoa, whoa, whoa. what's one of the things Hyundai's done in the last 10 years. That's been awesome. Number one, their quality has gone up. They pounded the shit warranty. out of a hundred thousand mile warranty. If oh, you yeah. can, if you can, you'll go out of you business. Bet. If you can't, if you're warranting shit for a hundred thousand miles and it's not going to last, you'll go out of business. So Here, here's the thing: that's business one You start to compare Apple to Apple. Subaru's got a great following. Subaru's a great vehicle. Yeah. Here's the deal: lesbians love them. They do. Mm. Hyundai makes a great vehicle. And they've got a great warranty. And when you start when you start comparing Apple to Apple, for the price point, you get a lot with a Hyundai. All right. and, and do you care about this one feature or something that's right. better on this and, and compared to all these other ones? Sometimes yeah. it'll come down yeah. to that. And yeah. that, but if here's it the matters thing: matters great. If not, then go with the Subaru. That again, yeah. it, it, when you have all that expertise, it really, really does make a difference. You're not you're not trying to sell me. Now you're trying to inform me of yeah. making it you're great. educating me to make that educated decision you complimented all the research that i've done and you validated it mm -hmm. so again it comes back around to that thing you just made me feel great because i didn't get the feeling you were trying to sell me you complimented complimented me on all my research on it and mm -hmm. now it now it honestly turns into not a choice of what car now it comes into a financing thing well, it comes into like, well, maybe it's not the car. Maybe it's like, now I want to do business with just you. Yeah. Right. And so that's what you've just got. I'm going to tell people, oh, uh, he was great or she was right. amazing. Right. I came in. I and, wanted and they, this car. And yeah. You hear that about this, car salesmen, like, right? This is the, yeah. Not very <laughs> All you hear is, like, oh, they're crooks, blah, blah, blah. And you hear one that's like, oh, this guy's really you know what? good. There's, there's a, lot awesome. of, a lot of guys out there that do a really, really good job. Oh, there's some businesses out there that are saying, hey, look, we're a non commissioned sales organization mm -hmm. our guys are here to help you and it's and it really is about this it's a custom it's one of, so we have a client that's a, a car dealership right and one of the big things that we talk about is it is you can go get a car anywhere you can get a car anywhere it is about the experience of being respected <laughs> i'm going to respect your time I'm going to educate you in the way of, of what it is that you're looking for and i'm going to spend a little bit of time to get to know what is it that you're really looking for yeah. Are you looking for gas mileage or are you looking for towing capacity? What are you looking for? Here's something about the Ford that's great. You know what? Here's something about the Chevy that's great or the whatever. It really, really matters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. I like it. Well, we, uh, we pounded through another... 45 I get all excited about it. Yeah, excited. we did pretty good. Culture, there. culture is a but I think we're kind huge of deal. looking at uh wrapping it up. I mean that that's that's basically the biggest thing is is you know, culture is bigger than just a company. I think we hear culture and we think it transcends of like Apple. your company. We think of Google. We think of, you know, we think of like, oh, we think of uh, you know, a break room that's got uh, free granola bars and and uh, lattes in it or something. And that's that's not what it all it's about. Like, I mean, literally for us smaller business owners and stuff that are dealing with people on a regular basis, where you know we don't have these big companies. <laughs> I want to I want to hit on something that you're talking about. It does not matter all of the free perks if you are a hypocrite. Yep. And you can look at that big giant company that starts with a G and you look at all of those employees that were like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. you don't get to get away with it. doesn't matter. All this bullshit doesn't matter if what you say isn't true. And if you're, if you're letting this guy do this and you're claiming this, doesn't matter how many free yogurts. It they does get. not matter. Integrity and all that stuff. Somebody call me. Yeah. yeah who is it? It's a cute girl. Oh, is she cute? Yeah. Good picture. Oh yeah. I want a decliner. Sorry. Decliner. Okay. Oh. I cannot take your call at this time. Yeah. She's gonna be mad, but she's, she's cute. Furious. Yeah, I anyway. agree. And and that's the thing. It's like you can you can stuff as many free yogurts in people's faces as Doesn't you want. Matter. And I think it's the same thing with with the small business thing. We forget uh, as a small business owner that we have a culture that we're predict that we're 
putting out every time we yeah. do a business deal. So every time you write a policy, every time you're doing, you know, a, a contract with somebody for their advertising, every time I'm showing somebody what they should, how they should build their home or, or what they're doing, like all of these things are an individual culture that's in each and each and every one of the, you know, interactions that we're having with our customers. So right. I think it's important. I think, uh, well, be, be intentional about it, man. Yeah. I mean, Ferg, Ferg nailed it. He's intentional about doing business the right way, period. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's working pretty good. And it, and it yeah. some, sometimes, but here's the thing, Ferg's story, there's multiple chapters in the story. Oh yeah. Right. It wasn't an instantaneous success. Mm -mm. It took no. three years to make, <laughs> you know what I mean, saying? No, but his culture's been the same. But the, the culture's consistent and the culture pays dividends down the road. Ten years from now, it's more than a $46 lunch. All right. And the right. only way that that parachute's going to open is if you jump. Oh, that's deep. God damn right. I don't know how we uh, Now we're done. I don't know how we don't yeah. end on that. Yeah. Next episode, uh, we are going to make it a uh, Jody pick. I'm going to call it a <gasps> Jody pick. And what it's going to come down to is if Jody does his research on funny t-shirts. Oh. So next episode, we are either going to do uh, a possibility of doing the funny t-shirt episode that we talked about in mm -hmm. episode nine, which now is going to turn into episode 11. Uh, or our other option that we have is going to be the, uh, would they miss you? Was the title that I Ooh, titled good. that? I like and basically. Both those. I might sabotage this and do episode eleven just because I like it. I know. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, would they misuse a basically a kind of a thought concept of, hey man, do you do business with people that uh, if you just disappear tomorrow, would it affect what they do every day? And if you're not, maybe you're not doing it right. All right, we've wreaked enough havoc for one episode. That's right. We'll be back. Okay, guys, have a good one. Thanks for appreciate you coming by. For too. two episodes, we got a bonus episode out of you, and I appreciate that. We may still have to wearing more it. of them. Feel great. Yeah, yeah. I'm still wearing the sunglasses. Yeah. It's cool as fuck. Oh. They don't call me Iceberg for nothing. Iceberg. <laughs> Just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. We'll see you next episode. <laughs>